You're listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring the Roman Catholic Archbishop of Singapore, Archbishop William Goh. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we are gathered here this evening to celebrate the 200th anniversary of the Catholic Church in Singapore. This is indeed a great day for us to rejoice. These 200 years should give us the motivation to do even more. And that is why the theme of this celebration is Ignite and Shine. Before we can shine in the world, before we can become light in the world, we need to be ignited with faith, hope, love, and confidence. Indeed, my dear brothers and sisters, Pope Francis has often reminded us, missionaries, evangelists, that we should not appear as if we have just come back from a funeral service. If we are people without hope, if we are sad and depressed, if we are very negative about the whole situation of life and in life, we cannot be a beacon of hope and joy to others. That is why it's very important that we must be united with the joy, the peace and the love of Christ so that we can truly manifest this joy in our lives. Providentially, today is the third Sunday of Advent. This Sunday is called Gaudete Sunday, a day of rejoicing, a day of joy, because the church is anticipating the birth of our Lord in two weeks' times. And so this is a double joy for us in the Archdiocese, our 200th anniversary and also the birth of our Lord. But my dear brothers and sisters, some of us might be quite negative, especially at the outlook of this world, of this life. We know the world is in trouble in many ways, in terms of ecology, tension between world powers, and, of course, we are suffering the impact of the pandemic. Furthermore, we know that with the changing trends of society, family life, marriage life, is under-challenged. And so, what is there for us to rejoice? And yet it's very interesting how positive the scripture readings are today. The people in Israel, they lost their land, they lost their kingdom, they lost their temple. And yet Jephaniah told the people, shout for joy, daughter of Zion, shout for joy. And St. Paul today, he was writing to the Philippines. He was in prison. And he told the 
Christians, I want you to be happy, always happy in the Lord. Instead of consoling St. Paul, St. Paul was consoling the Christians. And why is that so? Joy is dependent on how we perceived life. There are some of us who are so overwhelmed by our problems, by challenges, that we see nothing but negative realities. That is why it is very important for us that if we truly want to be united with joy, we need to see the fuller dimension of life, of reality. So how do we rejoice? Why should we rejoice? Again, both readings from Jephaniah and Philippians say, because the Lord is in your midst. Because the Lord is with you. is very near, as St. Paul says. Indeed, it is so true, that is why we call our God Emmanuel. This God who is with us, this God who is so near to us that he became man in Jesus to show us his solidarity, his compassion, and his love. But how can we be so sure that God is near? When we are going through such difficult times, full of anxieties about the future, where is the presence of God? Again, St. Paul today in the second reading tells us this, we must have a heart of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving first and foremost for the past. The church has 200 years of history. Where we are today is the result of the sacrifices of missionaries of the last 200 years who have left their homes, their families to come to Singapore not just to proclaim the gospel in word but in deeds. They did not just bring the faith to us all. They brought education, they brought medicine, they brought material aids for Singapore, which was then very poor. And they have formed us, educated us, so that we could be what we are today, spiritually, morally, intellectually formed. Not only we are called to be grateful for the past, we are called to be grateful for the present. As I've said, sometimes we are so focused on the challenges facing us. We have failed to count the blessings that the Lord has given us even now in the church. Certainly, we have many issues. Certainly, we have many difficulties and challenges. But if you look at the present today, we should be very thankful to God. In the last Catholic census in 2020, whereas we heard that in many countries, faith is dying. 
yet we have an increase of the number of Catholics in Singapore. If you look at what the church is doing, we have 59 Catholic schools and preschools forming our young people in a holistic manner, morally, spiritually, and in terms of knowledge and skills, so that they could be good leaders for the country. We have 47 humanitarian organizations under Caritas and Carist, serving the poor not just within Singapore, but also helping poorer countries outside Singapore. And the people have been very generous in contributing to the poor. Every sector of the poor is being looked after. Internally, as church, we have grown much. We have established we have established many offices for the work of evangelization for our mission. Some of the offices have been reconstituted. Office of young people today are reaching out to many young people in tertiary, in colleges. The Office of New Evangelization, they too are forming our people to be missionaries to have a heart to spread the gospel and the good news. We have our Catholic Theological Institute forming our people in faith and in knowledge. Our Family Life Commission has been reconstituted. Today we have 11 affiliates, organizations looking after the divorced, the single, the married, and all those in difficulties. Our Arch Communication Office have grown in strength, doing all kinds of outreach, especially so important for us during this pandemic period. Without them, we would not be able to transmit the mass and other services to our people. Our finance officers have been strengthened. Today we have an audit department to make sure there is transparency. We have a Catholic foundation that has been formed to raise funds for the operations of the Archdiocese. And we have many more organizations that are being formed. Catholic Leadership Center, we have Catholic... Uh, Architect Guild, and so on. If we think in terms of the country, we too are really grateful to God because in this country, we are very fortunate to have very good, credible leaders with integrity, leaders with a heart for the people. Surely the church has played a part in forming the present leaders and the future leaders of our country. Truly, we are blessed to have a government 
that has integrity, efficient, and looking after the welfare of the people. Not just promoting prosperity, but really to bring about justice, peace, harmony, an inclusive society where everyone has a place in this country. Most of all, we should be very grateful for the interreligious organizations. This is something so unique to Singapore, where all our religious leaders from other religions work in harmony, supporting one another. And this evening, we have representatives from the various religions attending this service to celebrate with us. It is our mutual support that will help to ensure there is harmony, respect, sensitivity. And truly, we are blessed because we have a secular government that is able to recognize the contributions of religions in partnering to build a peaceful, harmonious, and loving society. So my dear brothers and sisters, when we look at what the Lord has done for us and through us, certainly we should rejoice. But is it enough just to rejoice? We are called to be united, to shine even more. If I've mentioned all these things, it is not to boast about what the church is doing. It is to glorify God that He is doing and powerfully moving us in case we have lost the perspective of what the church and God is doing. And so today in the gospel, we are being challenged to do even more. The people ask John, what must we do? And the Lord answered, if anyone has two tunics, he must share with the man who has none. And the one with something to eat must do the same. We need to continue to build a gracious, compassionate society. We need to promote a society that is inclusive, especially caring for the marginalized, those who are aged, the low-wage population, and those who are suffering. We have to recognize that the wealth of the nation must be shared by all. And this is where we need to be more generous in sharing what we have to with those who have not. And secondly, the tax collectors also came to Jesus, came to John the Baptist and asked, what must we do? He said, exact no more than your rate. In other words, my dear brothers and sisters, he's saying we must have integrity, honesty. Those of us who are in positions of power, whether religious power, corporate powers, government, must always use this authority for the common good. We cannot abuse the authority that the people have entrusted us. 
and what God has given us to do. And so it's very important, therefore, that we need to continue to build this society. But my dear brothers and sisters, let me conclude. Building this church, building society, cannot simply be our human efforts. That's why St. Paul insists of the need to pray and with thanksgiving. Asking God, he said, for anything that we need. At the end of the day, only God can work, can change lives and change hearts. We can only do our part. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, with great joy, let us thank the Lord for all that he has done for us. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring His Grace, Archbishop William Goh. This podcast is brought to you by Catholic SG Radio.